You're listening to the Eltham Baptist Church podcast. There is such an important work to do. Do you think about any of Jesus' teachings that have been transformational in your life? Think about just the fact that he says you need to forgive other people. How would you know that? Unless you were able to read it. That Jesus calls us to be a follower of his. He calls us to be disciples. Roughly speaking, I guess, a definition of discipleship could be somebody who is bent on obeying everything that Jesus commanded. And putting into practice everything that Jesus said to put into practice. He says as much in Matthew chapter 28, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded. Surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. And so, as Christians, we're called to put into practice everything that Jesus teaches. Uh, It's a lot, isn't it? And you're going to need to have a a copy of God's Word, you're going to be able to need to read it or to hear it in some way to know everything that Jesus taught so that you can be um, a good follower of His. But the first part of this passage is go baptize. Make disciples, baptizing them. And the baptizing them seems to come before the teaching them to, to obey everything that I've commanded. And I wonder, is, is that just... Is there a sequence there, or is it coincidental? Rarely with Jesus is anything coincidental. There seems to be a little bit of a sequence. There seems to be that the symbol of baptism and being baptised is important to being able to fulfil the commandment to teach everything that I've commanded. If we were to teach everything, or sorry, to obey everything that that Jesus has commanded in and of our own strength, we'd probably just be repeating the legalism and the, the ritual and the religious practices of well, any number of faiths, right? What makes it different is the fact that Jesus seems to be saying, I, I want you to apply this symbol of baptism in your life so that you can be reminded that it is no longer you that lives, but I that lives inside of you. As you go beneath the waters, it's like you're being buried here. No more you. Paul said it quite simply, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives within you. As you rise up out of the the waters, a miraculous resurrection, symbolizing the resurrection of Jesus Christ, a resurrection which takes place inside of us who believe. Then, equipped with that understanding that you don't live the Christian life, that's problematic because you're incapable of doing it. Again, if you were to to try to do so, Christianity would be no different to any other religion. It would be all a, 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 a faith based on works and good deeds and try hard stuff. But Jesus says... There's no leniency here. Yep, 
You need to obey everything that I've commanded. But you cannot do that in your own strength. I can do it through you, though. If you will die to yourself and die to your efforts and die to your old life, I can rise up within you and I can do what you could never do. It can be. It can be. And there are four people tonight who are going to symbolize that dying to self and being raised up to a brand new life in Jesus Christ the reality of Jesus living within them, they're going to symbolize that by, as it were, being buried in the waters. Showing that, yep, this is kind of an external symbol, but it's representing an internal reality for me. Internally, spiritually speaking, I, I got buried in the waters. But then Jesus was raised up to life within me. That's what it means to be a Christian. And that is how we can be a disciple and obey everything that Jesus commanded. You see how it works? It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So rather than any more words from me, I'm going to um, um, invite the, the kids to come and join us. Um, we, can take the, we can take the lid off the top now. And uh, I'd like to in, invite, yes, John... And um, Cheryl and Li uh, Lily and Damien to, to all come up um, here. And uh, why, don't you, why don't you join us on, on stage here? We're going to hear just a little bit of your testimony or your story. Um, please come, come along here. Yeah. Uh, thank you everyone that's here tonight. My name is John uh, and I'm here with my um, lovely family, my wife Nala and my two uh, boys Michael and James. And um, just to give you a little bit of background, we've probably had um, a fair bit of turmoil in our life, um, which I wouldn't wish upon any family, uh, including my wife who had a very successful heart transplant. Um, uh, which was following a major stroke and all sorts of medical problems. Um, and I, I guess at the time we put it down to her stubbornness that got her through all that, uh, which is a marvellous thing. And um, essentially we were uh, a family of atheists and um, I guess that probably uh, got me thinking and I came to a point uh, in my life where just out of the blue... Uh, I really got thinking a little bit deeper, deeper about these things and I guess you can often say to yourself when you're faced with adversity that um, why would such a loving God do such things, uh, you know, why would, he, why would he allow such um, evil to happen and so forth but then you could also look at it the other way and say that perhaps we get through some of this adversity because he allows us to get through some of it. So there's a couple different ways of looking at it but all this sort of, I guess sort of got me thinking a little bit and then um, I think uh, God just allowed me to open my eyes for the first time in my entire life and, and realise, and this is uh, probably coming very, very deep um, and not the uh, real happy, touchy-feely stuff, 
seeing the evil uh, that's out there in the world at the moment, and it always has been out there, but it's especially bad at the moment. And when I opened my eyes and saw what our children are faced with every day, what they're being bombarded with, uh, I guess that really made me stand up and, and, and really have a deeper look at uh, what, what was really going on. And um, I think there's been a real push in the last few decades and it's really gaining momentum to break apart families, um, uh, break down our moral values. And that led me to question as to why is this going on? What, why is all this happening? And then I discovered that there was a so-called group of elite people that... Um, I guess you could call run this world, um, pushed a little bit further and found out about the move towards a new world order, uh, very satanic and evil in nature. Uh, and that sort of then prompted a little bit more digging. And uh, I found out that a lot of this stuff has actually been prophesized uh, in this book we call the Bible that I didn't know anything about. And I finally got through it, thankfully, which uh, took a bit of effort because I used the King James Version. <laughs> Um, but a lot of what we're seeing is, is really coming, um, uh, coming to light and uh, it got me really thinking about what, what's truly going on with a lot of these people that are in very, very powerful positions and I discovered that a lot of them are actually very religious but religious in terms of uh, following a very bad person that we know as Satan. Um, and I kind of figured these are clever people and... Um, they're very knowledgeable people. Why are they worshipping Satan? If they're worshipping Satan, surely there must be a God Almighty. And that's when it struck me. And I thought, if that's the case, I know whose side that I'm going to be on. And uh, certainly God Almighty. And that's, I guess that's where it all started from. And it hit me really hard, hit me really fast and very quickly. And uh, Jeebus, I did a fair bit of research <laughs> in the space of a few months that uh, I didn't think it was humanly possible. I think my wife was constantly sick of me researching uh, on the internet, reading and, and so forth. And I came to the realisation that there is, in fact, uh, a God Almighty out there and he's a God of love. Uh, what his real plan is will be revealed, but all I know is that I'm on his side. And uh, he gave us his son, uh, his only begotten son, to die for us. Uh, because we could never do it alone and uh, we, we needed his help to get through this. And um, so I guess that's where... It, and then finally it put me in touch with Sam, who's been absolutely marvellous, and I, re I really thank you, Sam, for all your uh, support and encouragement. So if we could all round of applause for Sam, please. <laughs> I know, and Sam, obviously, it goes higher than that to our, you know... <laughs> to Jesus Christ, but, you know, Sam was the one that, you know, helped me out with my journey initially and then, you know, but we all know where our praise goes. So that's my story in a nutshell and um, uh, my family's probably uh, coming to terms with a lot of it and uh, I'm trying not to impose any of my views upon them, but they've been very, uh, very supportive and uh, encouraging and I really thank them and love them very much for that and um, I really appreciate everyone. So thank you. Thanks. Thanks very much, John. I, I just thought, um, I know the kids love to see this. Kids, would you like to come up? And there's some, some seats up the front here and some carpet space up the front here. If you'd like to come up, by all means, do that. Come, come and see this.
Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I absolutely do. Well then, by your profession of faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. is Cheryl and she's now going to share her story yep. with us. Uh, my story is a bit different from John's. Um, my name is Cheryl and I've been attending Eltham Baptist Church with my husband Jake and our three kids for the past two and a half months. Um, I was born to loving Christian parents, baptized as an infant and brought up with Christian beliefs and values. I can't even really recall when I gave my life to Jesus. It was as a primary school aged child at an evangelistic rally. I attended Sunday school regularly and knew all the right answers right to Bible questions and I also underwent confirmation when I started high school. However, I think my faith in those days was very much uh, up there faith, a head faith, not involving my heart. Most of my closest friends were not Christian and I went to church and served in church mainly out of a sense of duty and because I was the pastor's kid. I had to, right? Um, over the years, I've made my fair share of mistakes, some small and some not so small. There have been times when I've drifted far away from God, but in His mercy, He always brought me back to Him. I also want to acknowledge the impact of uh, Bible Study Fellowship, BSF, in my life. It was really through BSF that I got to know the Word of God as living and really so applicable to everyday situations. Prior to attending this church, we were at another large Baptist church elsewhere in Melbourne. For more than 10 years, we were pretty much passive churchgoers and pretty disconnected from fellowship with other believers. Apart from our only friends at church, we called them the Lowe's who are here today. I'm so glad you can be here. Um, about seven years ago, the pastor from our previous church preached a sermon on baptism and what it meant. And after that sermon, I knew in my heart that I had to take this step of obedience to Christ. However, the biggest thing stopping me was the fear of offending my parents, who had, out of their own obedience to God, had me baptized as an infant. But every time there was a baptism service, I would feel such a longing to be there to be the one getting baptized. Um, last year, I was very challenged by these verses in 1 Peter 2, 4 to 5, which says, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. I knew that I could no longer be an inert, static stone, but that I had to be a living, active stone in God's house. 
So with our eldest daughter starting high school this year, we started to look for a church closer to home. Um, God placed Gudrun and I in the same BSF group last year, and when I realized she was on staff here at EBC, I spoke to her about our church situation, and she encouraged us to visit. We only decided to start coming just before Christmas last year, but we have really felt so welcome and have met so many new faces, I think more than we have had in the years that we were at our previous church. Um, when the baptism service was announced, I approached Sam to say I was interested in getting baptized. Leading up to my baptism today, I have felt spiritual opposition in ways that I did not expect, and all within this past week. I started having doubts as to whether I was ready to be baptized or even deserving of this, but God reminded me that it is, it is through nothing that I myself have done that I can stand here, but through everything that Christ has done for me in giving his life for my sins. The other night I read Psalm 108, um, verse 12 and 13, which says, Give us aid against the enemy, for human help is worthless. With God we will gain the victory, and he will trample down our enemies. Even last night, as I cried tears of desperation after receiving more disheartening news, I read these verses that comforted me. Psalm 4, verse 8, In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. And Psalm 34, verse 18, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Our God who is in me is indeed greater than the one who is in the world. He has provided me with grace in place of grace already given. I have been so blessed to have the support and prayers of my family, my parents-in-law who are visiting from the States, um, and the wonderful staff here at EBC as well. It is only by the grace of God that I stand here today in order to witness to my faith in Jesus by identifying with his death and resurrection in baptism, and also to symbolize dying to self and living for him. I know that I am a child of God and that I seek with all my heart, mind and soul to obey him. I also know that he has given me the Holy Spirit to live in me and to empower me to do so. I am really excited about how God will continue to change me and use me as I seek to obey him. Sorry that was so long. Yes, I do. Then I baptize you with great privilege and honor in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Lily, would you like to come and share a little of your story? Um, I don't know exactly when I asked Jesus into my life, um, or rather asked to be a part of his plan, but because uh, I've grown up in a Christian family, 
And so I've always known and accepted that Jesus was real and that he died for me. I remember sometimes, like I, as a kid, I didn't even know that there were people who didn't know Jesus. Um, as I look back, a moment that really stands out to me is a week that I spent at Mill Valley Ranch, which is a Christian youth camp. I'm pretty sure it was December 2013, and I remember sitting in chapel and listening to the person who was speaking or preaching that week. He was talking about God's love for us, and he played the song All of Me by John Legend. I'm pretty sure many of you will know it. Um, I remember everyone joking because his girlfriend was sitting at the back. But what really stuck with me were some of the lyrics of the song. Um, that is why I played it. But it starts with, what would I do without? And I thought, what would I do without God? Because I know it wouldn't be much. And I know that I can't imagine my life without God. The chorus goes, all of me loves all of you. And it talks about all your imperfections. And give your all to me and I'll give my all to you. I imagined God singing this to me. God loves me and, he lo and you with all of his being, which is a lot. And I wanted to love him with all of my being. Um, baptism is a public declaration of that. I'm saying that I repent and want to follow Jesus and put him first in my life. And so here I am. Obviously, don't have to introduce myself. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I grew up in a traditional Italian home, um, obviously Catholic. Uh, so baptised at birth, Holy Communion, Confirmation, all that. Um, I suppose I always believed there was a God, but didn't know what that looked like. We would go to church every Sunday, but not really listen or take any of it in. Um, I, okay, I'll say some. No, I would say that I was a rebellious um, kid um, who did everything in my power to do the opposite to what my parents asked me to do. I found myself hanging with the wrong people and doing the things that you would associate with that. Um, I suppose anything to be away from my home that I grew up in. Sounds bad, but there was a reason. Um, you see, I lived in, a, in an abusive home. where my dad was very harsh and physical and mum thought she was doing the, the best she could to protect us and try and keep the peace. I'd get hit a lot and the anger in our home was really bad. 
Um, we walked on eggshells most of the time because um, you never know what kind of mood he'd come home in. So how, how am I supposed to trust any father of any kind, including God? I never spoke to my parents about important things that I was feeling or anything like that because it just didn't feel safe to do so. Um, there was a, another occasion when I was about 10 when I was abused by um, a female neighbour that we grew up with in our street. And I've never told anyone in my family about that, you know, for the same reason. I've never felt safe to do any, to, I suppose, be intimate and that stuff at all. Um, as you can imagine, growing up was like this was hard. Um, and it has made my adult life very challenging, not only for me, but also my amazing, beautiful, supportive wife and my beautiful poor children. Um, they've endured more than anyone should have to, from abusive behaviour to no real relationship at home. I find it very difficult to be in relationship with people, with anyone, um, and also showing intimacy as it scares me, so being married is a lot of work. The last two years have seen a great deal of growth, which I owe to some amazing people around me, and you know who you are, and of course, most of all, God. When I was in Greece, um, I was being attacked, you know, kind of three quarters of the way through, and really, really struggled. And it finally made me realise it was time to face my demons. After a lot of work, that's ongoing, and support. Um, I've seen improvement and I'm slowly turning things around. And that wouldn't be if I didn't have God to help me guide, help and guide me through. So after a long time and not believing I was worthy to be up here today, I'm handing my life over once and for all. I think you've said it, but I'll ask again, uh, Damien, do you confess that Jesus Christ is both your Saviour and your Lord? I do. Well, based on your confession, I baptise you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Sisters, uh, we have just witnessed four people testifying to the Lord's goodness in their lives. Each one has a story, they shared it with us, shared a snippet. And we can all see that God has been very real in their lives. He has changed them, he's transformed them, he's saved them, and he's brought them into a new way. We're wondering tonight if there is someone out here, first of all, who would like to be baptized tonight. You've heard the Holy Spirit speaking to you, prompting your heart. I would really like to do that. You know that He has spoken to you before, and you have maybe parked that idea. But tonight, He's calling again. 
Is there anyone who wants to follow these four in the waters of baptism tonight? You can come forward while you're thinking about it. It was a youth camp that we had here at the church. We were out somewhere, and it was just one service that we're having. They said, you know, everyone close your eyes, and whoever wants to give your life, stand up and just sit there in silence with God. And so I did. And I gave my life, and from that forward, life wasn't easy. <laughs> um, I was bullied a lot in school. Um, it was yeah, it was tough, and there was one day. It was been a long, long week and a long day, and I was on the bus ride home, and just in silence with God, I just asked, why? Why are you putting this on me? And I heard him say to strengthen your heart. And it's something that stuck with me for a long, long time, and from that moment on, things have changed. One of the coordinators at our school heard that there was some bullying going on, and so we managed to get it sorted and talk to those people and managed to have it sorted, and from then, you know, some of them can become some of my good friends. Uh, but uh, the last, you know, in, in year 10, I took a mission trip over to Vanuatu with school and we were able to speak into the hearts of all these young kids over there that are struggling with, you know, managing to eat and to drink and to just have that. But they have such a love for God over there and it was good to speak into their hearts. But the last few years, I've felt that I've been a bit distant from God. Um, haven't really felt that I've been keeping to, you know, the things I say I do, and I've been coming to church, but I haven't really felt that spiritual connection. Um, until this year when um, Blair came to me with the um, option to come and be part of the youth leadership group, and it's started this reigniting in my life and my spiritual life, and I just, yeah, want to give my life over to God. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being brave to stand up and meet us. And may God bless you and honor you for following him today. No phone in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Five in the waters of baptism. What a joy it is to 
parents to see some <coughs> following the Lord like this. God bless you as a family. We're going to sing a song now, and um, if you still feel that urge, you have an opportunity to approach one of the pastoral staff. During the singing of this song, we will station ourselves around the building, and um, we will then baptize you. And also, if there's someone here tonight who hasn't trusted Jesus at all, you have seen the evidence of Christ in the lives of people tonight. You've seen that he's real. He's not a fairy tale. He's actually the creator of the universe. He's the one who put your DNA together. He requires something. He requires your life. He requires your heart. That's why you're put on this earth. To give your life back to him. Are you going to follow him? Or are you going to be continually allying yourself to the other guy? As Joel was talking about tonight. That sinister, evil usurper called Satan. Who is a very real entity. Who controls much of what's going on on the earth today. You may well inadvertently be allying yourself with that one. And if you haven't allied yourself with Christ, then by default, you're allying yourself with Him. Would you want that? Do you want that? Tonight's your chance to give your life over to Jesus once and for all. And wouldn't it be wonderful if you just did it and then followed Him in the waters of baptism? We have, uh, please, have a, have a seat. You know, um, Jesus said, let the little children come to me. There is a, a profundity to the gospel that baffles theologians. When Karl Barth was once asked, you know, how would you, what's the most profound thing you've ever, ever heard? He said, Jesus loves me. This I know. For the gospel tells me so. And uh, that's Trey's testimony as well, I believe. And so Andrew is now going to baptize Trey, who has indicated that tonight he would, he would like to be baptized. Thanks, Andrew. Hello, yes, it's online. And Trey doesn't want to say anything tonight, but I got a lovely text in my holidays to say that Trey gave his life to the Lord. And today he just wants to be baptized in front of everybody to confess his faith in Christ. So I'm going to have the pleasure of doing that now. Christ is your Saviour and your Lord? Yes, I do. Well, on confession of your faith, faith, it's my great pleasure to baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Eltham Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to hear more or simply pay us a visit, go to www.elthambaptist.net.